0: Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Listen, last week we were in Matthew chapter 11, and we're just finishing up Matthew chapter 11. And, and the rejection of John the Baptist, we talked about that in Luke also, chapter 7, 19 through 30. But we talked about how John was the forerunner and, you know, the radical on fire, you know, forerunner for Jesus Christ, the coming one. And so, the messiah and we talked about how how jesus christ is on the throne he will never ever leave us nor forsake us father god we come before you we thank you for this word lord holy spirit we ask that you you come now father lord we know that you are real lord father god holy spirit you talk about in john chapter 14 jesus you said that if we call upon you your Holy Spirit, Father, that your beautiful Holy Spirit will aid this study. So we come before you now and we ask that you lead Holy Spirit and move me out of the way in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, man, I don't want to be getting in the way of the Holy Spirit because that's dangerous, man, you know? (laughs) I don't preach for money. I preach for Jesus. I work and, and have a job and God blesses me through my own work. But this ministry was set up and brought to you by Jesus Christ, and led by the Holy Spirit, and, you know, it's radical, because, and so, you know, the the thing it is, man, is churches, I don't pick on churches, I love churches, man, God says not to forsake the church, but you got, there's there's churches today that should, you know, should be a, churches should be a place where Christians, believers, even non-believers come, and shed the world's competitive spirit, but instead, it's it's sometimes yet another giant arena where people strive for their personal glory. Oh, it feels good to be glorified, don't it? <laughs> you may think I'm crazy, but I'm not. When we treat our sanctuaries like stages and chasing the spotlight, we end up building our own kingdoms instead of God's. And our brothers and sisters in Christ can be, becomes stepping stones or worse collateral damage. Honestly, I mean you see it today in most churches. But there's a problem because this problem isn't new, you know. Nor nor is it like its solution. But check this out, you guys. What Jesus taught the disciples to uh, to abandon was not the pursuit of excellence, but the path of self exaltation. In other words, you guys. If we're competing for anything, it should be for the for the it should be for last place so that we believers might all triumph together in becoming a true reflection of Christ. So, do you see do you see something of yourself in these descriptions of what I'm telling you? We need to ask the Holy Spirit for help in correcting the course and aligning our hearts with his. And so, we see this in Romans chapter 12, 10, and Matthew 20, chapter 20, and we're going to get into that in, a, in a, throughout this ser- these, these sermons, okay? And so we see God is near to us <clears throat> than our own heart. His Holy Spirit dwells in the deepest part of our being. So why do we sometimes feel as though he's far away? And listen, believers, listen. In the Bible, we can find many promises such as, you know, call upon me, come, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, Jeremiah 29, 12, seek the Lord your God, and you will find him, Deuteronomy 4, 29, cry for help, and God will say, here I am, Isaiah 58, listen, the Lord said again and again, he would be with us, so we have to understand that it's not about us, it's about him being with us, and last week, we talked about how Jesus, how John was the forerunner, and how... How those who will be glorified with Christ in his kingdom, they reign are those who have suffered for him. Romans chapter 8, 17 and Timothy chapter 2, 2, 2, 12. But those who refuse Christ and they refuse the Holy Spirit and they reject the Holy Spirit, that's going to be bad. I just got back from Los Angeles and believers, listen, I was on the, I was on the road, I'm getting on the airport and... (laughs) It's crazy. There was no more rental cars. Anywhere. And I was like, wow, what's going on, Lord? And God said, you know, I don't want you to take a a taxi. I want you to take an an Uber. So I call up. I'm sorry, it wasn't an Uber. It it was one of those rideshare companies. I don't remember which one it was. However... I begin to meet the gentleman, and he begins to tell me, oh, what, what, what are you here in Los Angeles for? And I said, well, I'm going to some churches to visit. And I begin to talk to him about, you know, and he said, oh, you're a pastor. I said, yeah, I'm just a pastor. I'm, You know, I, I just love the Lord, and I have a job. I work, and I preach for free, and God's good. And you can see my sermons here, and this and that. And he was so upset and hurt about the churches, he began to, to ask me about every question in the Bible all the way to my destination. And that's where he finally got to the point where he said, I don't want the Holy Spirit. I don't believe in it. And I'm rejecting it. And I said, if you do that, that is one of the most deadliest sins you could ever come across is rejecting the Holy Spirit. He began to cheer up and, and, and say, I don't want it and I don't believe in it. And I said, I'm sorry. That's where we par as friends. I mean, you can drop me off in the middle of the freeway, I'm not going to deny the Holy Spirit. Believers, we cannot deny the Holy Spirit because Christ wants to use us. He loves us. And the Holy Spirit is real. I begin to tell them about the hard-boiled eggs theory and how you can... Boy, hard boil an egg, and you have the yolk. You have the shell. Yeah, there's three parts of the actual egg. And I described how the Holy Spirit worked, and he still denied the Holy Spirit. And I pray for him. They rejected Jesus Christ in chapter 11, and that's why when they went to Jesus John the Baptist, I'm sorry, the John the Baptist was rejected. And when they went to, last week we talked about Chorazim. This is a town, okay. Chorazim was a village about two and a half miles north of Capernaum. Bethsaida it was about three miles east. Both of these cities were in Galilee and both had witnessed Jesus' ministry firsthand, and, but they would be judged for seeing the Messiah and then rejecting him. This is what we have today. A generation that seeks a sign and no sign shall be given except for Jonah in the belly of a whale. Three days and three nights. Isn't that amazing? Jesus Christ died on the cross. On the third day, he was, remember that resurrection? It's so, it's so parable what Jesus spoke and so radical. We talked about that last week. Believers, listen. Rejection by Jesus' generation we talked about verse sixteen, but to what shall I like in this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, "We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not laminate. Listen to this believers, John came neither eating nor drinking drinking and and they say he has a demon this they, they see believers it's not about us, it's about Jesus. We cannot reject the Messiah." We talked about that. We talked about the reeds. Jesus said, don't be like the reeds being tossed to and fro. To and fro. Jesus told the religious believers to relax, man. Calm down. You don't need to carry all this, the, these laws, this halakha. The, the, you just need to rest. Acts 15.10, you know, rest. You, you, you who labor and who are heavy laden, Don't suffer under the load of the religious responsibilities. Relax. Jesus Christ is in love with you. Listen. And finally, we we learned about even so here in verse 27 of chapter 11. It said that all things have been delivered to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father. and, And nor does anyone know the father except the son and that and that one to whom the son wills to reveal him come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest listen believers take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls not sleep death for my yoke is easy and my burden is light believers listen Jesus Christ doesn't whip us into a relationship with him. He loves us. I get so tired of pastors screaming and shouting on the pulpit and they make Jesus out to be some kind of, I'm going to get you if you don't come to me. I'm gonna whip you if you don't you don't repent. I'm gonna. It's not the beat down message, believers. Some people have the gift of teaching, preaching, evangelizing. I happen to have all of them. I mean, it's 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 some people that are growing differently in this life. They 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 don't understand. So one believer knocks another one down because they don't understand. You see. We can all learn from different things and scenarios in life. But one thing that I've learned in this life is to be like Jesus, okay? Not to take people into submission and have them follow you. It's not about us. It never was. It's not about Yos. It's not about me. It's not about it's not. It's about Jesus, man. It's about his love and his mercy. <laughs> come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He said, come to me, not Yossi, not Betty, Mark, Bill, and put a name in there. <laughs> he said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. You know, faith without works is dead. It's not about working. The Lord in me, personally, I like to get out there and and be used by God. And sometimes it's overwhelming too, but God gives me that rest. And, And I love it because it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Wow. Take my yoke upon you. Take it. Take it. Take what I give you. Listen. Jesus says, not Yose." And learn from me, Jesus said, not Yosi." For I am gentle. The Lord is gentle and lowly in heart. And and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God doesn't force us to be, out, be outside about his business. He doesn't force us to get out there and wit people about Jesus, but to love on others and serve he wants us to serve others it's about God us serving others and having that right attitude in prayer and and he wants us to have spiritual growth in fact it's difficult to mature in Christ without it because prayer is how we communicate with God and and there and and thereby develop a relationship with him and a lot of believers don't understand why they're having so much issues it's because they don't pray It's an act of spiritual worship that brings him honor. When we pray to our father in heaven, we, you know, we're acknowledging him, man. (laughs) He's the high and exalted one, not Yossi or Bill or Bob or pastor this, but one who lives forever, whose name is holy. Isaiah 57 says he alone deserves the glory. And we ascribe honor to him when we pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5.17 Think of this, believers. Jesus Christ is the only way to get to heaven. He said, I am the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is no other way. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. In the Hebrew, we have the al- alphabet. Alphabet, gimel, dalet, hey, vat, zayin. He is the beginning, Aleph, and the Tav. He's the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Believers, listen to me. He's in love with you. And so know that God is on your side no matter what you're going through in this life. Believers, He loves you. The problem is, is we have to pray more. We can talk to Him anywhere. He will handle it. We need to step out of the way. Let the Holy Spirit work. Let Jesus work. Let God work in our lives. Amen? Amen. Right on. Cool. I'm so excited. I really am excited, man. The yoke is easy and my burden is light. And chapter 12 says, at this time, Jesus went through the, through the grain fields on the Sabbath. <laughs> yes, the Sabbath. And his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain. And they ate it. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. See, the Pharisees were out there to try to trap Jesus, set him up. They're like almost demonic spiritually, and they wanted to try to destroy what God brought down to earth, the Son of God. And you see the enemy trying to trap our God. It's not going to work because he can read minds, man. He's not no magician either. He, he, he's God. He, can, he knows our thoughts, man, and his, his thoughts are good thoughts for us, Jeremiah says. But he said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He Heathen those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests or see, or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place, there is one greater than the temp greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guilt- guiltless for the son of man is the Lord and even the Sabbath. Listen to this, man. This is such a controversy. The Seventh Day of Venice and, and Southern California. I love you guys. I, I know you guys are, you're, you have a lot of love in your heart. I know you're doing great things at the Seventh Day of Venice Hospital. And wow, I love you guys. There's really no difference between us at all. <laughs> Only you guys like to, you know, sometimes you think that the Sabbath is, you know, you guys are living in the on in the law. I came to you, remember, you guys are, you guys, you gotta get out of the law. We don't have to work our way to heaven. We don't have to, the law, Jesus came to fulfill by his love. And then you'll say, oh, the Lord is, over. the Lord is, It's you know, the Bible says that the, the, the Sabbath is, You know, blah, 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 and we have to keep the Sabbath. (laughs) What are you going to do with it? Moses kept the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the Sabbath. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Okay? The Sabbath, you know, a lot of believers, you know, uh, the priests carried out the work of the ministry showing that their official service had priority over the normal Sabbath observance. But listen to this. These, this is, we, we, we have to understand something, man. Jesus Christ fulfilled the halacha, in Hebrew, the law. The Sabbath was done away with, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't believe you're going to go to hell if you don't keep the Sabbath. I'm not going to believe that. That's heresy. And they won't tell you that. But they, they, they're trapped in this law, this legalism. The Bible says, I mean, haven't you heard Colossians 2.16? Talks about, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard of religious festivals, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. Jesus fulfilled the law with his love. Paul said it, oh, you foolish Galatians. What have what have you done? Who has bewitched you? It's radical, man. Jesus is awesome. We see how he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, man. <laughs> you would not have condemned the guiltless, he said, for the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. <laughs> the Sabbath. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Watching people try to work their way to heaven. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you guys. I promise. You don't got to lay in bed all day because it's Shabbat. <laughs> oh, what a trap. Oh, what a trap. <laughs> We're free. <laughs> you ever seen that commercial? Sit and sell mattress, you know, where your mattress is free. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Listen, man, it's so hard to keep the mitzvahs, you know, 613 now, or what do you guys got up to now, 650? I mean, (laughs) I love you guys, but listen to this. Jesus Christ kept, did not, like, keep tabs on everybody's dirty deeds. He says, when you receive me and you repent, you're done. (laughs) You don't got to worry about it no more, man. (laughs) So many times Satan tries to beat us up and... Convince us that we got to keep, you know, our life perfect. Dude, we're not perfect. We're sinners. That's why Jesus said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You don't need to bring your lambs and your goats and your sheeps and slice their throats and put them on my altar anymore. He said, my son's blood was enough. And my Holy Spirit is real. This is radical. Are you hungry? Hungry for God's word? Because Jesus proved he was the Messiah by his deity. By by showing his miracles, his deity was exposed. Listen, now when he had departed from there, verse 9, he went into their synagogue. I love it. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And he asked him, saying, Is it, is, is it lawful to, to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? And then he said to him, well, What man is there among you who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold on it and lift it out? Or how much more value than is a man than, than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and he was restored as whole as the other. As whole as the other. Listen to this. Uh, then this is where the Pharisees try to plan to destroy Christ. Believers, people are going to try to destroy what God has built in you. Listen, I met a radical, uh, t- uh, you know, girl. Man, She she's a really cool chick, man. And and God God's using her and God... God blessed her, you know, and uh, you know she just is growing. Like, wow, it's crazy, man. She she loves Jesus. She gets out there, and she's doing the Lord's work. And her aunt just passed away, and God is you know using her mighty. And of course, the enemy's gonna try to come and take those seeds. He likes to try to destroy because he sees. What believers are doing for for God. Listen, Abraham had a sacrifice. Listen, he trusted in God's plan. But sometimes obeying him isn't easy. And whenever you face a difficult call, remember Abraham in today's passage. He was given one of the greatest tests recorded in the Bible. Yet he obeyed willing and promptly. And his his response teaches important lessons about us yielding to God. And so she's being obedient and she's on fire and the Lord is blessing her and 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 the enemy's trying to curse her. And and this chick I met is so radically in love with Jesus. And 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 I, I've been you know giving her messages and blessing her and lifting her up and the and encouraging her. And and yeah, it's radical. But the Pharisees want a plan to destroy Jesus Christ in this verse here. And the same thing with other believers. He wants to try to stir it up and mess you up. Listen, verse 14 says, Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him. And it's radical because listen to this, man. He withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. Yet he warned them not to make him known. He didn't want to be known yet because it wasn't his time that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying, behold, my servant. And here, listen, believers, behold, my servant, who I have chosen. Listen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and smoking flax he will not quench until tells he sends forth justice victory and in his name the Gentiles will trust radical this is where this is where it gets interesting believers the Pharisees and blasphemy the Pharisees blasphemy the holy Spirit and this is why I was talking about the cab driver then one then one he was brought to him who was demon possessed blind and mute and he healed him so that the blind and mute man may be both, both both you know, so he could speak, so he could see. And all the multitudes were amazed, right? And he and listen to this, believers. And he said, Could this could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Now they're trying to set him up. Listen, don't let the enemy set up your ministry, what God's doing in your life. Because Satan's a liar, believers. Don't let the devil rob your joy. Don't. But listen to verse verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. He wants to destroy your families. The devil does. Listen to what he says, Jesus. If Satan casts out Satan... He is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Boom. And if I cast out demons by Belzebub, by whom do, do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can you enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless his first binds, unless his first binds the strong man And then he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me is scattered abroad. Listen. Pharisees are going to try to rob you. They're here today. And they're here in this modern day we live in. They are here. They could be anybody. The enemy wants to try to scatter anything that you do. But it says, it says, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me is scattered abroad. Listen. God will allow the enemy to be scattered away, get away from here. God will just, boom, pluck them out because he's that much in love with you. Listen, the sin which will not be forgiven is the the stubborn refusal to heed to the Holy Spirit's conviction and accept the forgiveness that Christ offers. Okay, listen. I believe it's a deathbed rejection of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's slandering the Holy Spirit. You don't want to do that. Stay away from that, please, I beg you. Anything you do in this life, don't do that. Jesus Christ is in love with you. Don't let the devil scatter what God has put in you. God wants to grow you. God wants to know you, and he wants to show you. He wants to show you how powerful he is in your life, that you don't have to have a life of, we're going to die sinners, but you don't have to have a life of habitual sin. Habitual sin meaning, you know, you can't just wake up every day and say, okay, I'm sorry, Lord, and keep doing it again. That's not how it works. You're not really saved then. A believer will not is not saved when they keep repeating over and over and over, you know. you got to repent and let the Holy Spirit come in you and, and win you and use you. You don't have to worry about it. Habitual sin is questionable. If so... Our motives have to be right, man. But the enemy will try to a- a- approach you and distract you. Don't let him don't let him don't let him do that. We have confidence in prayer. We know Jesus. And we have wisdom because God gives us wisdom. Listen. After the resurrection, think about this. After the resurrection, two disciples walk with Jesus without recognizing him. In Luke chapter 24. And what opened their eyes? What what opened their eyes? How could how could church history bring a similar revelation of Jesus' presence in your own life? Think about that. God loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you, not a works or whatever it may be. Don't let the enemy rob your joy. Father, we thank you today for this message, Lord. And as we Commit our lives to you, Father. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. Lord, we want to have a radical relationship with you, not a uh, you know, touchy-feeling message. We love you, Lord Jesus. We just ask that you go before us today, and we thank you for what you've done in growing in this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, God bless you guys, and 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 we know that the enemy is trying to deceive and make people think that there's something that they're not. You know, pray for people, pray for your fellow brother, pray for your sisters, pray for everybody. But don't let the Pharisees rob you. Don't let the modern day Pharisees rob and stop you of what God's plan is in your life. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word.